recording. Welcome to the DQ&Q Lifestyle Podcast with me, Marcus, and it's a nighttime pod. What time is it? It's not that, well, I don't split than I thought. It's 5 to 11, not long come back from the gym. Hello. Um, it's been a long time since I've done any kind of videoing at night. I did a few when I used to do my other stuff, but nah, this is the first podcast at night, I think. So... It's a new thing. Today we're going to talk about vulnerability. Really important. Um, I was going to say something about the gym, actually. Forget the gym. We're talking about vulnerability. (laughs) So yeah, anyway. Oh, also... I'm doing 30 pods in 30 days, so there's going to be a podcast every day. By the time this has come out, this will be the third one out. Will it be the third one? No, this will be the fourth one. Where, anyway, fourth in a row. Yeah, boom, because there's one, two's dropped, One another one's going to drop tomorrow, and then this will drop the day after. <clears throat> so I'm just trying to test myself, push the boundaries a little bit, see what comes up, because I'm doing them weekly. Which I enjoyed still, but I think I need to take it in another direction. But it's stuff that I still want to talk about. But then on the other hand, I want to put myself in. You see what it is with me? If I don't like kind of, if I don't, let me bring this a bit closer. If I don't push myself, then I don't feel it. Do you know what I mean? I have to literally go balls to the wall. Do you know what I mean? For want of a better phrase. I have to go in, like just like, just a little, uh, uh, like, and that's why a lot of time I can't sustain things when people got like a program. So I must have gone boxing like two or three times when I was about twenty. My man's just wanted to like, work on a job, but I've all been like always. I've had like a little punch machine thing, not a punch machine, like a punch bag thing as a kid and punch, watching Mike Tyson the biopic, you know, the Tyson film back in the day with Michael J. White. Um, so I've always been like. You know what I mean? Always done summit. So like when he's trying to like, after all that time, years later, he's trying to, it's like, I can't do it. Like, you need to teach me more than I know so that I settle with a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Teach me a little bit makes me settle for really less. Do you know what I mean? So I need to be like, what I say is like, you just have to fling bare mud at me or at the wall. And then, cert, like, if you throw 100 bits of mud, like, 20 bits might stick. Do you know what I mean? But I've learned 20 bits of something. But if you only, like, give me, like, five bits, then probably fuck all, I remember nothing. Do you know what I mean? You just, I just get bored. I just, this, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, there's probably something wrong with me. But that's how I am. That's how I am. That's my process. So, boom. I've, I'm going to push myself. I feel uncomfortable because, you know, I don't want to fuck up and this and that and, you know, embarrass myself. But you know what? Fuck it. It's only through being uncomfortable and putting myself out that I've found me and that I find stuff doing bits, bitting and batting. I don't, I have to be under pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to, the pressure is only how I really work. Do you know what I mean? Because when it's like there's times of peace and that it's like, uh, you know, and that's how fucking civilization gets taken over. I need to be under pressure all the time to grow. And, you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, yeah, vulnerability. So, 
on the TC, they're talking about this vulnerability thing all the time. Didn't know where it is. Vulnerability to me is a nuns or a little kid. When I hear, when I used to hear vulnerability back then, I used to think of like the NSPCC adverts of like some kid, you know, black and white, like, you know, black and white advert, kids sat there crying and that, and some insinuations that there's abuse going on. You know what I mean? And then the little green NSPCC stuff or whatever. I think it's green. Or I think of like RSP, like a dog. Do you know what I mean? Like quivering around the, the, the sofa and that. Or I think of, um, like I said, VPs, like vulnerable prisoners. Like there's no other way that I think of that, of vulnerability, because it's not put about like that. And then they keep talking about vulnerability. And it just seems like a based eating. Like it's like, what are you on about? We're just like, you're saying, oh, you're vulnerable right now. You're ain't vulnerable. It's like, what? but I'm sat there like, <laughs> whoa, what's that? You know, just someone's emailed me about some thousand fucking subscriber thing on, yeah, it's probably some, anyway, one of them spam scam things. But anyway, um, where was that? Yes, yeah, so I was sat there like, yeah, vulnerable, yeah. Thinking what? Like what the fuck? Like, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't understand. Anyway, but it keeps coming up, and people keep telling me, like in my groups and that, like this and that. But when I say my groups, that's what it's called. It's called when you take the group, and it's on you when everybody, the other nine or ten people, are on you, like questioning you in a sense and whatever. It's like I don't know. I don't know what vulnerability is. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to explain it. And I'm thinking, that's not me. Like, I don't get it. Anyway, I must have been reading a book. The therapist, <clears throat> she was called Kira. She had a book called, it wasn't her book. It was her book, but it wasn't a book by her. It was just a book that she had. It was by Brene Brown. That since I've read that book, I always see Brene Brown's name around. Do you know what I mean? TED Talks and this and that. Like, I must have put some like TikTok channel. Like during COVID, they put a channel on that like, had TED Talks on. Not just TED Talks, but TED Talks used to come on it. And Brene Brown was one of them. And she used to talk about vulnerability and shame. So this is basically what the book's about. It's about, I can't remember what it was called. Like a cream book. It had like a big, oh, it was like Daring Greatly or something. It's bare words. Daring Greatly to blah, 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 vulnerability and shame or some shit. Yeah, but by Brene Brown, yeah. Cream, cream book. And she's making bare Harry Potter references. And at this time, I ain't seen Harry Potter. I ain't seen Harry Potter like four or five years ago for the first time. Love it. <laughs> Love me some Harry Potter, you know. You know, trust me, sick. I thought, wow, if I'd have seen this as a kid, what? Like, but yeah, missed out and caught it as an adult at Christmas in prison. But the prison I was in, it was a banging Christmas. Christmas was always banging. Trust me, they, we had some fucking fire food and everyone kind of did it and it was all different vibe and that. Like on the TZ, this is sweet and then was going like you know what I mean in my cell well it's my bedroom then going in my cell and da, 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 like anyway they don't call cells cells like in a lot of prisons they don't call them rooms in your room it's not really a room still it's not a room unless it's got carpet but then some prisons that I've been in got carpet down sweet and some of the carpets are dread mud like look like pure scabie ridden mud things like but then others are alright um so basically making bare Harry Potter. I don't even know what she's done about it. But anyway, she's talking to somebody about... So this book's about shame. She's doing research on shame and vulnerability. 
and she was she must have been asking people what they how they would uh, characterize or how they would describe vulnerability I didn't read the whole book I didn't read the whole book um, but yeah I got to that bit and it must have been like two or three pages of just like one liners I feel vulnerable when I did whatever yeah and then boom one of them said the feeling I get right before I throw a punch and it just went boom and I remember it was early in the morning because where it is this guy called Liam had the book and he just wouldn't like he's kind of half saying like oh yeah uh, like no instead of talking to you he's looking at you he's like uh, yeah yeah that book that book because he didn't want to give the book because the book's power you know this <laughs> The book of power, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, my man didn't want to get the book. Like, yeah, 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 the book. Hmm. Mm. Maybe Paddy's got it. It's always used to throw everything on Paddy. This guy called Paddy. Yeah. Anyway, he had the book. Like, I said, I hope you find it. <laughs> Found it. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, he, it was early morning. Like, he was going to the yard about half seven-ish. Sometimes a little bit early, so you come in a little bit early. It was like half seven uh, yard, and then it'll basically, I think it was like eight o'clock, we go into the big room, all 40 of us, so it's like a community meeting, 40 prisoners maximum. Um, so obviously some cells were empty. Um, and people get kicked out. You know, you know it's never, always, it hardly ever maximum capacity of 40 people, but then it's like the five or six like officers and, and uh, therapeutic, therapeutic people and whatnot. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if I went out that day. Cause I know, I know it was raining. I can remember it was a dark. It was dark outside because I didn't have curtains up for a while. I just took the curtains down, so I be up when the sun's up. No one's there. Like it just felt, and it was just nice because I just always had these curtains kind of half shut all the time. I was like half, like half shut. I was like blocking out half the light, and then I'd shut it fully. It was a bit doom and gloom, but like that Liam actually, he never had a curtain up, and it was always bright in his cell. It was like. It was almost like, it felt like awaking there. Where I didn't really feel like awaking myself. You know, the ones there, on anyone's cell, really. Because some people's got these curtains closed all day, all night, forever. I've done that with, then I was doing the opening and closing thing. And I thought, you know what, fuck this. Took the curtains fully down. Anyway, big window. And I'm reading this book, flicking through this book. And that hit me that bit that I read there. The, bit, uh, the feeling that I get before I throw a punch in a fight. And I thought, whoa, that's vulnerability. I felt that like a million times. Like, I thought, eh, just before I'm fighting, I'm vulnerable. Like, what? How? How is vulnerable? Because I still can't, because of my association. I've mentioned this before about certain words, associations like mental health and um, vulnerability. Just I mentioned it before in different pods. So if you follow me, you understand what I'm saying. We just have associations with words. Like some people can't get past certain. Like I can't get couldn't get past that. I'm a person that can kind of get past things, but I couldn't get past vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? And it's because, like I've mentioned before, about how mainly the media portrays these words or where it's hurt, where we hear these words all the time. If we're not around certain things or listening to certain things like we just like obviously my interpretation has changed from understanding that there's different ways of that words are used 
or words of different meanings or interpretations in different sections and fields. So like in the counseling field, things aren't the same. Like manipulation, you hear manipulation, you hear manipulation all the time or manipulator. And you just think an horrible bastard because that's when you're pointing at the man or the girl, the narcissist, the this, the that, the blah, 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 pedophile, whatever, yeah? But manipulation can be positive, which I didn't know until I went into the TC. So anyway, I don't want to go into that because I got into that before. Um, so I was still struggling to, that, that I had, because I've, on the TC, obviously well, well, it's only about feeling, so it's just about getting into something. So just say like with the Breville guy, for example, big up the Breville guy, you shouldn't have got long left now, probably less than 10 years. You might have even got five years left still. I think you got a 15, Rick. Ross, you could be out in five years. Anyway, um, my man, yeah, not him, but the situation aroused something in me, feelings, and I wanted to take action. And that's just how it is. It's just, you know, you get these feelings, you have to take it out on someone, you're like ruminating and that, and it kind of calls and that in. You might hold it in and if someone does something else and similar, it's, it's just added to that fuel, that fuel that you had felt with him. She didn't do nothing to you put it on someone else. Or when you see that person get funny again, you bring it up again. But understanding how I feel allows me to realise what happened in that, what need was broken. So it's like my safety need was broken. It wasn't just mine. It was like me not feeling safe for others. So my safety was broken. And then obviously when, we, when I realised, oh, it wasn't saying that, the safety need become intact again. And that's where it is when we get upset, like a lot of the times, like the needs are broken. Um, so yeah, so it's just about feelings coming up, identifying what the feeling is, putting like a label on it, then understanding things around it, like what brought it up, where did it come from originally? Because you'll be like, oh yeah, it happened to me like last week, oh it happened to me last year, oh it happened to me like five years ago, oh it happened to me when I was 15, oh it happened to me when I was 10. Right, it happened when I was four, when I fucking fell down the stairs and my fucking dad said this and that, for example. That's not something happened to me, but that's just an example, a random example. Um. So yeah, I hope you can see me properly with the lighting and stuff. I can't really see myself, but I'm hoping it's nice, crystal clear, HD, 4K thing. Um. Yeah. So where was I? Um. Yeah, the feeling I couldn't believe that when I am absolutely demolishing a man, that it's vulnerability that I'm feeling. I thought it was adrenaline. I thought I was Bex. Like get mad thing, get mad season, like. I thought it was anger, rage. I thought... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It literally, my whole world just went... And everything I thought... So I learned a few bits and but I can't remember where it was in my therapy that I'd learned this vulnerability thing. It was pretty early on, obviously. But it was harder to put a finger on what that was. It's not... It's the same as just thinking, oh, was I happy? Was I angry? Um... Was I sad? Was I scared? Because vulnerability is like... It's fear. It is fear. Do you know what I mean? But it's a bit niche-ish. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. It, it was strange. It was very strange. Um, but yeah, it turned my whole world upside down because I couldn't believe that like a big part of who I was, like this fighting guy, this guy that's like, you know, on it, this guy that like, 
you know, get busy, whatever, da da da. Felt vulnerable. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I felt sad. I couldn't believe that I felt angry. I couldn't believe I could believe all the info. I just couldn't get my head around the vulnerability thing. So yeah. That's how I understood that. And that was like a big part. I always say this, don't I? Everything's a big part. Everything I fucking talk about is a big part of like why I changed and how I am now. But vulnerability, like how you act when you are feeling vulnerable. Um, but that's a big book that Brene Brown, it might help you still. Um but yeah, so that's one book. There were two books that helped me in my therapy journey. That was one. And the other one was Counselling for Toads. I read that early in my, uh, early in my uh, therapeutic career. It must have been about a month or two or three maximum. Um, but yeah, they were always out of the library because it was a big thing on that, like in that prison. Like, boom, Counselling for Toads, Counselling for Toads helps you understand. And it's just basically um, the Wind in the Willows characters. So it's therapy. Alhamdulillah. It's therapy. The toad is depressed. And the rat and the this and the that. I know it's bollocks anyway, yeah? All these people, I can't really remember the wind and the willow still, but I know I always used to think it was fucking boring as fuck. But anyway, yeah, so it's just basically explains therapy and certain things. Like it mentions about the adult, child, uh, and the parent more than... Um, I can't remember much else. But it brought a lot you just explain it so simply, so simply. So if that's another one, Counselling for Toads. That's like a silver book, silver grey book. And Brene's Brown, Daring Greatly. It's more to the t- title than Daring Greatly, but it starts off like, I swear it says Daring Greatly. Da, da, da. But about the Daring Greatly is to be vulnerable, to step into the vulnerability. So when you're feeling vulnerable, that's when you're like, you don't want to go there. That's when you don't want to do that. Or just say someone says something puts you on the spot. That's what you can kind of call being put on the spot. Like if you put on the spot and you feel a bit funny about it, like you feel a bit like, oh no, what's going on? That's the vulnerability. Because when we're vulnerable, when we're secure, it's like we've got armour on. We're solid. We're tough. Like when we're like linking our friends or, you know, a partner or with our kids or we're going to the same job that we've always done that we're good at or we're driving. We are strong in it. We are, we've got our armour on. When we're feeling vulnerable, so just say you've had a car crash. So when you jump in the car, you're feeling a bit like jumpy and that like you feel vulnerable in that car now. Because when you're in the car, you know, you feel fucking tough as fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's a bad person, like, you know what I mean? And um, you feel vulnerable then. Or just say you start a new job. You know what I mean? You feel like you're doing something wrong. You're feeling vulnerable. Um, get a new partner. You're a bit vulnerable. Do you know what I mean? Or even when you're trying to be vulnerable, yeah? Being vulnerable, the biggest this is where vulnerability is like a big thing, I think, yeah. Um being vulnerable when you're telling someone your deepest and darkest, you're being vulnerable there. And that's why we can be a bit like, I don't really want to say like and feel like, come on, come on. Like, oh, Oh, uh, you might start crying on that because it's the vulnerability building and it's like boom such and such is doing such and such to me or something or whatever and it's hard to say do you know what I mean and that's why when that person's vulnerable yeah they're basically naked but we're horrible bastards aren't we so when we're like when we're alright with them we're alright but then we'll start gossiping and telling other people about their shit so we keep leaving them vulnerable keep leaving them I and mean, that's when shame can come into it as well 
because she's shaming him with their own vulnerability. Oh, I must have slapped my kid or something. Oh, I forgot my baby. Do you know what I mean? They tell you some deep, dark stuff. Do you know what I mean? But they can learn from it. Do you know what I mean? Like, but they need to be nurtured at that time. They're basically giving you their heart. You know, if someone gave you your, their heart, do you know what I mean? Like, if you just squash it, throw it, kick it, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what you're doing when you're just being horrible to them with their vulnerable stuff that they've told you. Or their sensitive stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that's where people can get vulnerable a lot. And that's why people won't say things. Especially, like, people will kick off if people tell other people their stuff because when you're feeling vulnerable, or if people get caught out in a lie, they're feeling vulnerable, and then they start lying even more. Or they kick off like, ah, I didn't say that. Da, 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 da. They start, ah, they start going off nutty. Do you know what I mean? Ah, they start creating like mad distracting, smashing that, throwing that down. Ah, I didn't say that. When someone's exposing someone, if it's true, if it's a proper thing that needs to be exposed, not that you've just been a bastard, like, you've, they've been in, they're in the wrong. So exposing them, and they're some vulnerable now, so they don't know what's going to happen. Anytime you don't know what's going to happen, it's not just anxiety, like there'll be vulnerability there. Do you know what I mean? So that's another thing as well, being able to separate the vulnerability from the anxiety. And that's another thing about like, when I talk about like the law, the law level, uh, like mental health stuff, like what I would have been in, but like I say, if I did end up on like medication and that, it could have exacerbated me more. Because now I'm on pills and now things are changing, I'm around it. Do you know what I mean, anyway, I don't want to go into it again um, for the 50th time. <laughs> But me, I go into it again soon, probably still. <laughs> but yeah, that's a little bit about vulnerability. That's the end of this one. Stay tuned tomorrow for the next one. Marcus D. Can kill last our podcast. Mm-hmm.